Welcome to the Flight Test Community Podcast. Tonight, we've got a couple of really special... Actually, we have three really special guests tonight. First am, one, I special, am I special, Mike? Well, you're special, but in a different way, Pat. The foam helmet kind of way. <laughs> so anyway, we have uh, a couple... Well, three, like I said, three really special guests tonight. First one, Mr. Austin Fury. Say hi, Austin. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Great to see you. And then the next one we have is Andre Rousseau. Hey, Andre. Good evening, guys. And the next one is Ben Greenawalt. Hi. And yeah, Pat, that's Green A Walt, not Green E Walt. Exactly. Close enough, man. <laughs> and of course, we have wonderful Joel and Pat. Hello. So, welcome, everybody. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. You have no idea how much we appreciate you coming on. You're welcome. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so anyway, um, I guess we really want to start with kind of what we're doing tonight. Tonight is, for me anyway, really special because we're really going to talk about uh, uh, Flight Fest 2016. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about rules, safety, and setup and all that. So, uh, you know, Pat really did a great job of coming up with a lot of the questions we have. So I'd like to turn it over to Pat and let him start this thing out. <laughs> With some questions. Wait, wait, that was unexpected. You caught me off. I'm sitting here playing with a tail wheel. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> Pat, can, do you mind if I make the announcement to give I'm you some time? <laughs> uh, hang on, uh, I gotta pull up. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give you some time to prep. Okay. Um, so I got a message um, recently from our friend Kevin Matusek. Um, if you guys don't know who Kevin is, Kevin is responsible for that masterpiece of an airplane that I had built, that behemoth called the Raiden, not to be confused with the Raidian. Um, the Raiden um, is a design which is that uh, forward swept wing canard. And he has informed me that him and his friend Todd Optional, uh, both of them are frequents on the Crashcast, now the uh, Angle of Attack podcast. And they wanted to let us know that they are actually going to be bringing along with them a, um, a CNC machine. So that CNC router they're going to be displaying and they're going to be answering some Q&A that goes along with that. Um, and if anyone is interested in bringing some foam board to them, they are um, allowing people to use the CNC machine to cut any plans of any airplane that they desire. So if they need any assistance, they can uh, ask any questions to both Kevin and Todd. 
And and I will say that I have contacted uh, Kevin in the past about getting my own CNC, and he was really great about actually getting me the information, asking questions. Um, even asked if I lived in Ohio, he offered to have me come down to his house and see how he set it up and everything. So great resource, absolutely great resource. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited to uh, see those guys. Um, are we doing another podcast prior to Flight Fest? I don't believe so. Oh, uh, rats, because I was hoping to get them on. Well, we may we may do a quick may, one. Maybe a quick update. Oh, cool. yeah. Let's do Otherwise, it. yeah, probably yeah. not. Let's, let's do it, because I, I would really like to talk to them about it. Sorry, we're uh, we're doing behind-the-scenes stuff. Right? <laughs> if, like that ever happens on um, the show. Squirrel! So, so Austin, if you haven't seen or heard our podcast before, basically we don't prepare, and we just wing it as we go. So, so don't mind us. I mean, if you're looking for professionalism, you're not going to find it here. Yeah, it's it's not here. <laughs> it sounds that sounds very familiar. So, yeah, Perfect. All right. Um. So I I did. I came up with a a list of questions or or points to talk about. Um. In terms of flight. Flight Fest, and I kind of wanted to take it from the perspective of somebody who hasn't been there before and doesn't really know what to expect when they arrive. Um, so let's start with uh, when somebody is driving up to Flight Fest, what do they expect to see? And how are they going to know where to go? How do they get to their site and all that stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. And if I may, before I uh, get to that, I want to talk to you guys that um, just that I'm really grateful and impressed with what you guys are doing here with the Flight Test Community Podcast. And I have caught a couple of them. I've listened to every single one, but um, but really grateful for you guys to um, kind of you know carry the the torch and to to make some really great audio content for the Flight Test Community. And I know a lot of people are really really enjoying it. So I just want to congratulate you guys on what you're doing and and thank you for for what you're doing as well. Well, thank thank you. you, man. It's uh, but but yeah. To to answer your question, um, actually, there's going to be a brand new uh, entrance at Flight mm -hmm. Fest this year. So um, it's going to be a small change from previous years. Um, that now people are going to be entering from the other side of the property, uh, which is actually the east side of the property. Um, and uh, as we kind of uh, finalize pre-registrations and get the you know the most people that we possibly can, you know, before we send that email out, we're going to change all that information and send an email to everyone to let them know that the entrance has changed. It's not a, it's not a huge change; it's just the other side of the property. Um, but it's what that's going to enable us to do is going to enable us to have a couple of entrances and a okay. couple of exits, as opposed to just one, um, which is better for the property because it's less wear and tear. Um, but it's also um, keeps us a little bit more organized. So there's going to be one main entrance, which will be very obvious and hard to miss. Um, that is the the check-in entrance. So if you haven't been to Flight Fest yet, you know this year, then you're going to enter through that entrance. And basically, there's going to be a uh, a pre-registered tent, you know, side of the tent, and there's going to be a register now side of the tent. So if you're pre-registered, you'll walk up and you'll um, you know, basically just give them your name, that's all you need to give them, uh, or bring your ticket with you if you have it printed out, and we'll get you checked in and on your way. Um, and if you haven't registered, then there'll be a, actually a separate dedicated area for you to park um, and get out and um, go ahead and, you know, if you haven't registered, if you haven't pre-registered, it takes a little bit longer to get checked in and get all your information down and everything and get settled up. 
but after that, um, you'll continue on to your camping spot. This will be some people that'll um, you know direct you to where you'll be camping, and if you're just a day visitor, uh, there'll be someone to assist you uh, to the entrance. Or you do it this way. Put it in your wallet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the easy way to do it. Yes, sir. So we're hoping the onboarding process is uh, it's a lot better than it's been in past years. We've had a pretty big flood of people, pretty long line uh, Thursday morning. So we're doing everything we can to avoid that, including we're actually going to be opening, opening registration on uh, Wednesday afternoon and evening. Um, so people that are there early, which there's, you know, it's a growing group. That's there pretty early, you know, um, in the year. So we'll have registration open Wednesday afternoon and evening to help accommodate that and try to cut down on some of those lines. Okay. Um, speaking of registration, uh, if somebody's coming up to registration or registration tent, what what kind of uh, information should they have ready, if any? Uh, yeah, just their name. Um, yeah, we'll be able to look up anybody, you know, based on the name that the uh, registration was placed in. We're doing something a little bit different this year and that we didn't have you give separate information when you signed up for each person that you have on your registration. So if you're a, if you're a pilot and you're bringing three spectators, you didn't have to fill in four different kinds of information. You, know, you just had to do one. So okay. now just the person that made the registration needs to be there. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get someone, everyone through pretty quick through registration. Yeah, there is nice. a couple nice. of questions coming through um, here from Joshua Orchard, actually, in our um, new chat, which is available. If you haven't joined us on our live chat yet, uh, you're welcome to do so at it's joelcannon, or one word, dot wix.com forward slash FT community podcast. And you can sign in using your forum name there. Um, Joshua Orchard is asking, is an FAA card required for Flight Fest? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, basically, you know, having an FAA card, if you're flying anything that's over two sticks of butter, you know, you're required to have an FAA <laughs> registration. Um, and so, uh, and so we encourage that, obviously. Um, that's not something we're required by law to, to verify or to check, so we won't be doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd absolutely recommend if you're going to be flying something that's over the weight limit, um, it's instituted the FAA. Um, I would recommend, yeah, registering with the FAA. And and I right. haven't, you know, I have no reason to really believe this, but I would imagine that a uh, a flying event would be a great place, you know, for spot checks if the FAA yeah. is even doing that sort of thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's not something we're legally required to verify, and so we won't be. Okay, cool. Uh, as a follow up to that. Um, I know we have people coming from overseas, international visitors, and is there anything that they need to do to be concerned about as far as the FAA goes, or are they okay showing up with, with whatever equivalency their their uh, their country requires in terms of like their AMA equivalent, or or how does that work? Yeah, to be completely honest, I'm not super rushed up on that, so I, I really can't uh, give some solid advice on that. I know that the FAA is considering, um, uh, it's not considering international as a registration, it's calling it something else, but it's okay. using the exact same process to sign them up. Um, so if you have this $5 to spare and want a little peace of mind, you know, it would, probably wouldn't hurt to sign up. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't comment with some... What's an intelligent recommendation there? Well, okay. let's go to the Canadian since he is, you know, Canadian. Hey. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> yes, you. 
So if you're coming in from Canada, you need to, you do need your AMA equivalent, which is a MAC uh, association, mm -hmm. so model aircraft of Canada. So I have mine. I know that you can. And other Canadians have told me they they've gotten like the temporary AMA uh, because if they don't feel like registering with the MAC when when it's because the MAC membership is very expensive. Now on the international end of it for the FAA, last literature I read was something to the effect that you need to be sponsored by an American because uh, I can't log into the AMA, sorry, the, the MAC, sorry, the, the FAA. Wow, so many acronyms. Um, I can't log into the website uh, because it automatically recognizes I'm in Canada. So if you're really super, super concerned about it, you can get one of your buddies to get uh, you a number, so they just do it under their, your name, their address, and register the five dollars. So, so that's uh, it's a, that's the quick fix to that problem. Or you just let them fly with your number. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay. Any uh, any future questions regarding that can be directed to Andre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anybody international, come see me. You can fly under my number. Yeah, I got no problems. Exactly. exactly. No problems. You know, problem solved. We're 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 out here to have fun, so uh, it's uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll make everything all these mandates and requirements work as uh, as required, right? So absolutely, absolutely. Just remember, you can fly under mine unless it's illegal. Then fly under Pat's. <laughs> nah, there you go. As long as you don't hurt anybody, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fire away, guys. Come on, we got questions, right? right? Yep. Let's go. Let's okay. See. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, I've got all these questions here, but I'm like, well, let's let's go with the You want to go with the registration pad? I'll, yeah, I'll go pick for up. It. Uh, awesome. Thank all you. Right. Man. Hey, no problem. So uh, we've already covered about the inform information that you're going to need. Um, so if, if you got like a soft numbers right now, Austin, as far as the number of registrations versus last year. Yeah. Um, actually, um, it was just this week we actually crossed. Um, the total pre-registrations that we had from last year. Um, wow. So we were about a uh, about a month to go, less than a month ago, and uh, we think we have about 725 pilots somewhere in there um, pre-registered. So, That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that was that was our total pre-registered number from last year. So we're really excited about that number. Um, you know, camping and spectators and all that is trending ahead of last year as well. So should be should be a big event. Excellent. Question for you, uh, Austin, cool. as well. Um, I I did see on the website that there was something that had mentioned um, camping and where your camping space is. The the earlier it was that you registered, the more preferred of the spot that you got. Um, could you elaborate on like how the camping areas work in terms of like say for example, I would like to camp next to Joshua Orchard. So how do I arrange to be right. next to him if uh, I registered before he did? Yeah. So essentially what we're doing is we're holding back um, what we're called camping zones. So when you show up to Flight Fest, there's going to be a bunch of um, colored lots. So there's going to be an orange lot and a green lot and a pink lot and a so on and so forth. Um, and so and in those lots are also designated either for RVs or for tents. And so the people that... Um, have signed up earlier for camping, you know, as kind of a reward because registration pre-registrations are so helpful to us for preparing and for 
organizing the event, you know, we're kind of rewarding those people that signed up earlier by assigning them to um, uh, by assigning them to more preferred zones. So that's we're not breaking up anybody that planned on camping together or sharing resources or anything like that. Is that essentially if you are one of the people that are designated as signing up a bit earlier, we're going to have a spot reserved for you in the area that we consider a preferred zone. Um, and you can either decline that, you can go camp somewhere else, you can, you know, basically we just, you know, we just need to know what you're planning on doing. Um, but when you show up at the event, it'll be very obvious which zone is which. Um, and also, we're not assigning specific spots within a zone. So if you have a preference for, you know, being on a certain part of the property, but you're within your zone, you're welcome to claim that spot. So it won't be a perfect system, um, but it's just a way to reward a little bit the people that registered a little bit earlier than others. Nice. So, nice. so let's say, Austin, that we've got a group of people that want to camp together, um, and a couple of people get there earlier than others in a day. Would they be able to, like, cordon off a couple of sites for the other people, or, or is that not preferred? Um, you know, it, it really just depends. Um, you know, if it if it comes down to a dispute, you know, we're going to yield to the person that registered sooner. You know, so I think it'll stay pretty friendly. I don't think there'll be really any need to iron out some hard and fast rules for that. Um, but there's going to be a lot of space to camp. And yeah, cool. just about every space on the property is going to be a great spot. So I don't anticipate really any issues like that. Cool. Um, um, I was gonna. I, I want to bring this up because uh, for people who have been there the past two years, uh, prior prior to this year, the entrance was your mom and dad's driveway, and I yep. from what I see, it we you guys want to get away from that, and that's perfectly understandable. So I just wanted to point out people. I know you said the east entrance and all that, but but I just want to point out that uh, please know that if you're coming. You won't be entering on the Fury's driveway, and that's you know that makes sense because I know we've had to move a bunch of cars for your mom, dad, and family to get in and out, and uh, I, ju I just want to make sure people that that point is driven home. Yeah, totally, and and you know it wasn't necessarily um, you know it wasn't necessarily a decision from a standpoint of needing to, you know, get away from the driver or anything like that. Really is what we're after is more entrances and more exits and the the east side of the property just allows us a lot more flexibility. So we've dug up a lot more property and have laid down some gravel and just done some nice things with the entrances down there um, and exits. So um, there's basically on the east side of the property there's no neighborhood, you know, so we don't have to worry about what we're digging up or what we're um, getting getting into over there, so the fl flexibility the other side of the property afforded us was really the motivation. Um, yeah, the driveway was really no issue last year, other than some congestion. Um, but yeah, we just really wanted that flexibility. So, um, well, if if you're alright with it, we'll kind of continue on with the the camp stuff because since that got brought up, um, I've heard rumors that we're going to have a bigger and better shower setup this year versus last year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so last year, I think we just had we just had one. Yeah, we just had one shower unit. So we're going to be tripling that. Um, wow. So we're going to have uh, three. I think they're ten person shower trailers wow. um, wow. off the property. So that That's comes a, make great a big difference. Yeah. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So 
it comes at a uh, pretty substantial expense, but I think that it's really going to be worth it. Uh, you know, that's one of our number one, you know, not complaints. Nobody really complained about it, but it was just a um, suggestion a lot of people had was increasing that capacity. So, you know, four days is, is a long time to, to not attend to hygiene. So, um, well, I, I, might, I might actually shower twice this year as opposed to the last oh, We don't need to know that, year. Pat. <laughs> I'm going to hold you right there. Well, the, well, there'll be a few units to choose from. So, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully there's one near your campsite. So, hopefully it'll be a little bit more convenient and easier for people to see. Speaking of uh, facilities, um, sorry, Ben. Uh, I'm just going to no, jump in here real quick on behalf of a couple of guys who are asking. Um, in the live chat, we're getting some questions about uh, how the grass is coming in in the new area uh, that you guys have, um, and what kind of what kind of grass they can expect, just in terms of the type of landing gear that they are thinking of using for their aircraft. So, wh what kind of uh, grass is uh, being groomed for the flight lines? Yeah, we uh, we planted about two thousand pounds of grass seed. Um, and uh, uh, it's unfortunately we haven't had ideal grass growing weather. Um, we are getting uh, that's coming in. Uh, um, uh, you know, we'll just have to see. You know, basically we were told you know 30 days to germinate, and we're about five to 10 days after that. And then basically we were told we were going to have about six inches of growth past that that we would need to cut. So hopefully that's the case. Um, but yeah, we're hoping for as stout of a root system as we can possibly get. Um, as far as the runway goes, if there's not the grass that we hoped that would be there, um, there's some pretty neat um, nylon like tarp type stuff that people use for, for runways that we have been putting down a lot of that um, if we didn't get the grass that we hoped for. Excellent. Oh, wow, nice. Wow. That, that would be fantastic. Even in a small area, that would be fantastic for models that, that have gear but, but small wheels, you know? Yeah. And, and the general flight line, for sure, we'll be putting that down. Um, but just based on what, how the grass comes in, that'll determine how much we put down. You mean not everybody's going to put Tundra wheels on their stuff like me? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always hand line. Mm -hmm. That's going to be my thing. <laughs> um, well, if Joe, if you want to, because we'll just knock out all the camps. Yeah, while please, we're go for it. Yeah. On that. Um, Oh, and I'm assuming that we're still going to go like what we did last year, which would, Fred had me enforcing a lot because uh, I violated it the first night. Um, 10 o'clock uh, generator time. Are we still doing that, Austin, this year? Yep, yep, definitely. Um, and really it's, you know, it's kind of a mind-your-neighbor type thing. You know, mm -hmm. some of the real small, you know, just a few horse generators that are powering a few things. You know, this is so quiet, um, but... Yeah, it's just kind of a um, mind your neighbor type thing. Yeah. So if there's if there's ever a dispute that you know we're going to err on the side of you know let's keep it down. Oh, yeah. exactly, exactly. And then um, are we going to be allowed to have more than one vehicle per site uh, again this year? Yeah, and and it's how we've been answering that question this year is that whatever fits within your campsite, you know that's that's completely up to you. So however you want to organize that, if you want to have you know, a trailer and a tent, or a car and a tent, or two trailers, or two cars, or however that works out for your campsite, that's awesome. Um, you know, and the campsites on average are going to be for tents, um, you know, 20 by 20 to 25 by 25, 
Um, and you know that that's good size space. You, know, you could oh, fit your vehicle, huge. you can fit your tent. Yeah. Um, so I don't anticipate that really being an issue. And um, yeah, as long as your stuff fits within your spot, you're welcome to to park whatever you'd like, sir. Fantastic. Um, speaking of um, camping and some of the amenities uh, that will be on site, um, are there any other amenities that you want to make people aware of so that they may be able to do uh, a good job of like planning um, for like I don't know food and beverage or um, you know different types of like electrical equipment they may need that type of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's all primitive camping, so, um, you know, whether you're bringing battery backups or generators or coolers or whatever, you know, whatever you need, you know, it, it's all primitive camping, so, um, we don't supply, you know, water or, uh, electricity or any of that, so, um, most people are, are pretty familiar with that. Um, we're going to have a lot more food vendors than we've had in the past, we're going to have about a dozen food vendors, okay. um, so there's going to be a big variety there. And we'll be pretty happy about that. Um, please, and, uh, tell, please yeah. tell me Mikey's ice cream buddy is going to be there, though. I think so. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> the most important question is: Are are the Amish going to be there with those donuts? Because those were donuts. The best donuts ever. Actually, I just got a call from them a day or two ago. So yeah, they're yes. they're going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys have generated so much hype about these donuts. I really hope they're as good as you say they are. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> worth it. You will look okay, at the price and you'll be like, "How can they charge that much for a donut?" Then you'll eat one and you're like, "Oh my god, I need three so basically more." Basically, what you're saying is yeah. they're an entire paycheck to this thing. Yeah, Absolutely. it's pretty much shut up and take my money, you know. <laughs> um, there, is, there is a question uh, on the live chat that I would like to ask for people that do have medical conditions. Um, what about their generators? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to accommodate a medical condition. I mean, we're, we're not going to tell somebody they need to shut it down. Well, so. you, yeah, but you know how it goes. I mean, well, well I mean. If somebody has to run dialysis overnight, I, I don't think anybody's <laughs> complaining about their generator. Well, well I, you and, laugh, but but I've done that before, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? It it comes back to one of those that again, like last year, I, I did a lot of that walking around and everything, and 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 I've got a CPAP, so I know what it's like. But you know, if if they really need it that bad, you can't go a couple nights without it, then. You know, obviously, like Fred always said, you know, we, we will accommodate for medical necessity. They win, you know. hands down. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and not all generators are created equal. You know, there's, there's yes. some that you wouldn't want anywhere, you know, a mile from you, and there's, a, you know, some that you wouldn't, you know, sleep a couple of feet from another difference, so. Yep. Very much so. Okay. Excellent. So. Um, right. So, oh, so. Okay. Oh, sorry, go Mike. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Um. One more thing about the the camping. Um, how are we talking about doing campfires? What are we? How are we going to do that? What's going on there? Yeah, we're asking people not to have um, you know on the ground campfires. You know whether you have a a raised bowl or if it's a grill or any of that. You know, that's all welcome. Um, we're trying to limit the actual amount of fires that's on the ground. Um, we're going to be doing a really big, awesome community fire uh, beside. Um, the the live music and the uh, the food court area. Uh, we're going to welcome anybody to come out to that. 
Um, but yeah, if you can do a raised fire pit, great. If you can do a grill, great. Um, we're just asking to, to limit the amount of on-the-ground fires. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that. Excellent. So, yeah. Um, Go um, for it. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> speak. See, Austin, we, we planned this out. It, it, it's like a well-oiled <laughs> machine here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of vendors, what, what RC vendors uh, are have signed up so far? Oh boy, I knew that would probably be a question and I didn't uh, get the list in front of me. Um, a lot of the people that you've seen in the past years are going to be coming back. Okay. Um, uh, Buddy RC, Laser Toys, um, I believe uh, uh, ReadyMade RC is going to be bringing quite a, quite a bit of stuff to sell. GetFPV will be there. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good group. Um, so yeah, vendors you've seen in the past and more. Fantastic. Cool. Um, I know this is a big question kind of on everybody's mind and in a, an event where vast majority of the time is being spent outdoors and the event has been, well, I won't say plagued because plagued is the wrong word, but let's just say that weather has been a factor in the event in both years. So uh, what kind of weather contingencies have been planned for? Do you guys have like, I know the build tents are obviously a huge part of um, taking care of the weather situation, but do we have any maybe um, simulators available? Is they going to be? Oh, there's Darth Joel. Is it now already? Wait, no, it can't. No, it's only half an hour. Darth Vader showed up early. <laughs> uh, I'll let someone else continue the question. <laughs> well, I think you got the gist of it, Austin. He was just alluding to: yeah. Is there any kind of contingency for weather this year? I mean, yeah, like, I mean. Severe weather. Sure, yeah. I mean, a contingency, you know, would be obviously not having an outdoor event. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's just that's just part of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, one thing that we're going to be doing is on all of the the high traffic areas. You know, we're going to be uh, whether the forecast is is high and dry or scattered thunderstorms, whatever it is, we're going to be putting down straw in all the walkways and uh, and roadways. Uh, so we're going to be just doing that just to kind of anticipate um, any moisture, but also it's just nice for traffic, you know, to have that. Um, so we're going to be doing that. Um, you know, we're going to have, you know, as much as three times, you know, the indoor space we've had in the past. Uh, we're going to have the store tent, uh, the family tent. Uh, we're going to have, with, including the building series, we're going to have four build tents. You know, so there's going to be a lot of places, you know, to get together with other people. Um, we're going to have a bunch of activities in the family tent. We're going to have simulators in the store tent. So, so hopefully there will be a lot of places for people to go and things to do. Um, without any indication with how the summer has been so far, it will be pretty dry at Flight Fest this year, which uh, would suit me just fine. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's a, here's a question that just came up from uh, Stephen Rosima, uh, Rasterize. Uh, he says he started taking insulin this year. Is there somewhere a fridge that he might be able to keep it in for, for uh, the time he's there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about a uh, dedicated refrigerator, but you know, we'll have uh, lots of places that he could potentially keep that. Um, we're also going to have three ice bins throughout the property this year, so he'll be able to go buy, you know, twenty uh, bags, twenty pound bags of ice, you know, um, for me. Five to ten dollars, something like that. So, so yeah, there'll, there'll be lots of solutions for that. And if he can't find something, then come find me. And we actually have a, a Q and A question that just chimed in as well uh, from Susan Connolly. 
She's asking, is there a definitive list of vendors or sponsors on the FlightFest website yet? Yeah, so definitely if you go to flightfest.com slash sponsors, you can see um, the seven sponsors that are sponsoring the event this year. Uh, we had a full um, yeah, sponsorship fully sold out this year for FlightFest, which we're very grateful for. That really helps us make a, um, a really awesome event. It you know, helps with revenue and helps with resources like the Build Tent and all that fun stuff. The sponsors for this year at the gold level is Grotner again. Um, at the silver level is uh, GetFPV, uh, the EAA, and ReadyMade RC. And at the bronze level is Venom RC, uh, ReadyBoard Foam Board, um, and Emacs. Awesome. Cool. Nice. Nice to see ready. And as far as vendors board. go, we're, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, we're still finalizing the vendors list. Um, we just haven't published it yet, um, but that'll be probably the next week or so. Very cool. Um. All right. Uh, well, because for me, I mean, most people know. I mean, a firefighter, paramedic, and, and crash recovery on the forums, a.k.a. Ryan. Um, he's mainly in charge of the safety stuff, and, and I'm kind of helping him back it up. Um, you know, so this year, especially, I've been kind of looking at the farmer's report and everything else, and the way it's trending is it's definitely going to be a lot warmer this year. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be... Uh, and I know uh, Andre already discussed this on the last podcast about running around with uh, water. <laughs> There's Someone's a battery. Charging batteries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that was, but the, the the heat exhaustion, the heat stroke, um, you know, people have to be aware of the, the conditions and, and how to do it. I mean, you get somebody like Joel who's used to the heat and it's not a big deal, but we, we have to be able to do it, so... Um, you know, and some of the medical equipment that that I was told about it, which I am absolutely impressed that Lauren is taking care of that. I mean, that that is so cool from a paramedic side of it. You know what I mean? Being able to know that I can take care of somebody or or any other medic people that it might be on scene. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, safety and and health is is going to be you know one of the absolute number one priorities. You know, at Playfest this year, um, you can. Put off the, you know, greatest event, and if somebody's, you know, becomes ill or seriously injured, then that, it takes away from all of that. So, um, so yeah, we're we're happy to spare no that department. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so I have a so, I have a question coming from a complete noob's perspective. Um, so as a complete noob. Uh, what are some of the things that I should expect not knowing anything about FlightFest? Um, what, what are your recommendations for someone who is coming in without knowing anything about the event? What, what, what should I bring? Um, what do you recommend? Um, are there certain things that I'm going to want to see, etc.? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that really, you know, boils down to what your, your, goals for the event, you know, if your goal is to meet a lot of awesome people, then you don't need to do much to show up. Um, if your goal is to fly a lot, um, then, you know, you're going to want to, um, you know, make sure that you're frequenting the, uh, the charge station, that you're, you know, bringing everything that you want to fly and putting through as many batteries as you can. Um, so, yeah, I guess this really depends on, on what you want to get out of the event, but one thing that we pride ourselves uh, with Flight Fest is that it's a very beginner-friendly event. So there's really not a whole lot of information you got to arm yourself with. There's not a whole lot you got to be nervous about. Um, there's going to be a lot of friendly people there to help you, and 
um, help show you around and, and get you familiar with what you need to get familiar with. So, um, so yeah, I guess that's that's the short answer is that one thing that we're, we're pretty proud of is that you don't have to prepare a whole lot to, to have a good time and, and show up at Flight Fest. And I can attest to that because the first year I wasn't prepared at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Austin, I don't know if you listened to our last show, but um, I have a list uh, that I have uh, of all the stuff that I'm bringing. And according to Pat, I'm bringing too much. But <laughs> Way too much. So I, I'm one of those crazy other peppers. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we try to condense that packing. We try to condense that packing list down to, uh, you know, basically bring the the people that you love and the planes that you don't. So I think that if uh, everybody <laughs> can agree on that, it'll be a pretty good time. Oh, I got that all wrong. <laughs> 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 so speaking of planes that we love, uh, I have uh, someone in the live chat who's eagerly, eagerly asking questions regarding a certain type of airplane that he is in love with. That would be Josh Finn and his DLGs. Um, they are asking, uh, along with Dan Cruz and some of the other big DLG pilots, if there is going to be a dedicated flight area that they can use for DLG launches, seeing as it's such a specific type of flight uh, airplane. Yeah, that's not something that's on the map at the moment, but that wouldn't be hard. To, that wouldn't be hard to arrange at all. Austin, send them to the hill on the other side of the property. Make them go all the way out there this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, that wouldn't be a bad spot if you're. I know, uh, right? It's the one slope we could slope somewhere over there. Yeah, just about. It's uh, one of the bigger hills in Ohio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, in in terms of scale, uh, would it is there going to also be like transportation around the property? Like, I, I don't know what the scale is as well. So, would someone be able to walk like the entire length of the field and not wear themselves out? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the majority of the, you know, the majority of the event central, you know, is going to be the, the center, you know, let's call it a thousand feet of the event. Um, the, the entire property is a half a mile long. You know, it's very unlikely that you have to walk a half a mile to get anywhere. Um, we're also going to have about a dozen golf carts ranging from four passengers to ten passengers. That'll be, um, you know, running a circuit around the event. Um, so you're welcome to flag one of those people down and catch a ride, but I think most people will find that just about everything is in pretty comfortable walking distance. How many how many steps did you do last year? Yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of a unique case. I found that we were we got a few golf carts too few, so I did a lot of lot of hopping around. <laughs> and slinging hay as straw bales. We had fun doing that. Uh, also, yeah, for sure. Austin, I have to ask, man. Uh, the first year, the first year had to be like the most stressful experience for you because this is new event. It's huge, probably beyond what you guys thought it would be, and it's on your family's property. I mean, my God, w were you like having uh, heart palpitations the whole time, <laughs> or what? Uh, yeah, you know, you obviously, you know, you have your apprehensions about the event, but honestly, my apprehensions weren't about myself or my family or anything. I was just, you know, I know a lot of people that were spending their, you know, their vacation time, their hard-earned money, their plane tickets, and all that fun stuff to get to Flight Fest. So any apprehension I had wasn't about 
um, anything other than I just wanted people to have the best possible experience. So uh, as long as that people can have fun in spite of the struggles and in spite of the imperfections, then then really that's what I consider a win. So well, from everybody I talked to, including my experience, it was just magical. It's awesome. I mean, everybody, anybody who knows anything about flight flight test and is a fan of flight test should be there because it is a magical experience. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, I had, uh, I'm going to bring this up just because I had talked to Miss Mrs. Mixler a couple weeks ago <laughs> about it. Um, you want to you want to talk about the fl uh, family tent because um, I know she's yeah. super excited about that right now, Austin. Yeah, the family tent's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a forty by forty tent. Um, we're gonna have a ton of uh, kind of unstructured activities and games and fun things to do there. Um, you know, we uh, just really want it to be a spot where you know families and people can just kind of go relaxed and you know hopefully you know get out of the sun and uh, and just kind of do something that's you know, not exactly flight related and not exactly festival related, just kind of a just kind of a chill spot. So, so yeah, I'm excited about that too. And Jen's mm -hmm. put a lot of work in getting some some big games together and some cornhole sets and that sort of thing just to Ooh. kind of make it a make it a cool spot. That sounds That's awesome. nice. And and for those of you that don't know what cornhole, uh, that might also know what bags are. Ben. <laughs> wait, wait. How, does, how do people not know? Somehow I feel that that question was directed toward myself, and I yeah. have. To, I, I will. I will let you know. I was in college, and I did attend. You. Uh, you. What are they called? American football games. So yes, Ben, I do know what cornhole is. Thank you. Hey, 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 Joel. I had to ask, guys. I'm sorry, but the Canadian had to ask. What oh, was a cornhole game? <laughs> Just. You, well, you, know, what, you know what bags is. Andre, you know what bags is, right? Yes. Okay, it's the same thing. Yeah. And and Joel, by the way, here in America, we don't say American football; we well, just say because football. Because what my definition of football is is soccer. Uh, to you, law. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We have men's football exactly. over here. <laughs> Listen, I'm a rugby player, so just bear that in mind. I may be small. Break. <laughs> okay. I played three years. Somebody brings needs to bring a football slash rugby. I will happily bring my rugby ball. Absolutely. Okay, bring it on. <laughs> so, Austin, to kind of go along with a family tent, um, I know you guys have got the live music, which actually I'm really excited about this year. Yeah. Uh, being able to just relax around with your friends and stuff. Um, and then the bonfires up by your parents' houses. Is there any other nightly activities that you guys have kind of in mind or, or trying to plan out right now? Yeah, I mean, um, the, uh, in addition to that, the build tents, you know, we'll be going, you know, they're open pretty much always. Uh, so people are welcome to hang out there and build stuff and uh, do whatever they like there. We're hoping to have some uh, some night FPV flying um, and obviously just general general night flying. So, so yeah, I think that uh, for the night owls, there'll be, there'll be plenty to do there. Fantastic. Oh, there, there was a question earlier. I don't know if we hit it or not from Dan Sponholes. And he was asking about fixed wing FPV racing. Did we ask that question? No, I was going to ask that later because I'm really hoping to do FPV aero FPV racing. Mm. Yeah, we we don't have a, uh, a an event like that on the schedule, um, but there will be quite a quite a bit of just open FPV flying. You know, that's still structured through the pre-placement control tent, um, but isn't really 
based around anything in particular. So if people want to get together and race their arrows, you know, they're welcome to do that through the course. Cool. Is, uh, is Chris uh, from MultiGP running the FPV stuff again this year, or has he got somebody else? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Chris will be there along with uh, some of his some of his colleagues there from from uh, MultiGP. Fantastic. Um, compared to the last couple of years, um, I, there's obviously a whole lot more jammed into the schedule. Um, does oh that <laughs> so for for someone like me who who wants to like maximize the amount of time that I'm spending at the event? Uh, are there some recommendations like? Is there is the schedule kind of laid out in such a fashion that everyone would kind of be able to enjoy every aspect of the event? Red Bull, <laughs> five hour energy. Yeah, there's not a not a whole lot of aspects of the event that really conflict. You know, that really make you pick one or the other. Um, you know, so most of the event can be enjoyed. You know, pretty linearly. Um, and most mostly is what we did for the schedule was just made it so. Um, people that are, um, you know, a little bit more schedule oriented and really wanting to get the most out of the event are able to do that. So, um, and a lot, a lot of the things that are on the schedule this year, you know, actually occurred last year. You know, that just weren't really planned, weren't really scheduled. So, um, so hopefully, you know, people can use the schedule to do just that, which is, you know, get the most that they want to get out of the event. Well, you know what? The exception. You you uh, say that Austin, but the addition of these workshops is, is phenomenal. I I think, uh, and I'm really excited for for several of them. Um, and if people aren't, I don't know how they're not aware, but if people aren't aware of the workshops that are taking place, where would they go to get that information? Yeah, um, flightfest.com. You know, at top menu item is the building series. I think it's also flightfest.com/slash building series. Um, so, or building dash series, maybe. Um, so, yeah, um, all the information is there. Um, but, yeah, really the building series, you know, the idea behind that is it's it's just a, basically a structured built tent. So there's um, structured activities and structured uh, sessions going on throughout the event. Um, many of the sessions kind of have a hands-on portion to them where you're actually um, using some tools and learning a trade and, um, really figuring out a new portion of the hobby you hadn't previously figured out. Um, some of them are a little bit more passive. Some of them are just kind of uh, uh, more of a kind of the teaching and demonstrating side of things. Um, however, we have about 50 to 60 seats in most of the classes for people that want the hands-on experience. And uh, for all the sessions, there'll be about 75 to 100 chairs for people that just want to hang out and watch the session. And if they wow. if they decide it's not for them, or if they just want to go do something else, it's you know there's no commitment. You know, well, that, you know, come and stay as you'd like to. I got it, dude. That is fantastic of you guys because these things have a registration fee, and so you're allowing people just to come in and kind of take in what's yeah. happening for nothing. Oh. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the, the yeah, so what the paid registration is for is is just for the hands-on portion of that. And that, so, for many many of the hands-on portions, there's actually uh, tools you take home with you or materials you take home with you. Um, but there's there's absolutely observation seats for people that, you know, maybe they weren't sure they were going to be there that day or they just didn't really have the money to to do that. Um, you're welcome just to just sit there and enjoy the session um, and come and go as you please. Yeah, because I, I've been wondering, okay, so if I sneak into the back of the tent and just watch, am I going to get in trouble? So, so you will. 
<laughs> Hush, Mike. Well, that was Andre, but sure. <laughs> I saw what you typed, Mike. I'm smiling is all I'm doing because I'm going to probably do the same thing. <laughs> um, well, and, and if I could take the opportunity here, um, you know, Austin, I publicly, you know, now that I've got you publicly nailed out here where you can't run away from me. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, right. <laughs> run, Austin, run! <laughs> but I, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, not only just for myself, but for Eddie Black with the with the Built Nights, we're very excited to be a part of that, uh, the whole building series with that, and and being able to do the community build with these guys. Because for us, that's that's the whole point is being able to get out with these people that normally wouldn't do this kind of stuff, or or a dad that wants to do this stuff with his son or even daughter, um, and, and doesn't know how to approach it, and be able to do a community build. Um, you know, most of these knuckleheads will be wandering around during the tent, uh, you know, trying to help people while we're doing it. So, I, first off, I want to say thank you very much. And yes. uh, on behalf of myself and Eddie Black for the Build Night series, um, we're very, very excited by that. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm, uh, I'm just grateful that you guys are willing to do it. It's going to be, I think, a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. And so, yeah, it, you know, it would be happening without the, you know, all the volunteer instructors and all the people that we have that are willing to do it. So, thank you guys. Man, no problem. So, uh, again, I'll plug it here, but uh, Thursday night, uh, for those of you that are watching, either live or uh, post-broadcast, uh, Thursday night we'll be doing a tiny trainer, and uh, Friday night, I believe, it's, is it Friday night or Saturday night? I haven't looked at the new schedule, but... Friday. Uh, Friday. Friday. Uh, Friday night we'll be doing the arrow, so which, you know, is, is a really big popular one right now. So there we go. Um, speaking of volunteering, I'm now going to uh, get Andre in on uh, some volunteering type questions. And, uh, of course, having Andre and Austin in the same room is probably an excellent opportunity to ask anything to do with volunteering. Um, so, Austin, how many volunteers are we up to right now? Well, I'm going to say that Andre is way more in touch with that than I am. Because he's, uh, he's completely heading that up, and, and he's updated me, and I'm well aware, but um, I'll let him uh, do the honors there. And actually, I'm just going to excuse myself for one moment, so while he's explaining that, um, I'll be right back. So you want to know how many volunteers yes. we have? Yes. As of Friday night, uh, or, or while we're recording this, I'm at about 150 volunteers. That's absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah. Right on. And, and I still have holes, and I still have pockets to fill, um, so we're, uh, we're still going to be actively recruiting, and, uh, and I'm still very hard stat pushing for only two shifts per people, and that is why we're, we have... 150 people listed. Um, I, you know, we we've all done it. There's a good hardcore group of people who worked the entire weekend as a volunteer. We had fun doing it, but boy, do we run ourselves into the ground. So this uh -huh. year, my goal is to limit the shifts, and in all cases, I try and do no, you know, two uh, opposing days, no back-to-back -back shifts. So, it's a great theory. Will it work? I've got my fingers crossed. I think uh, the biggest thing I'll be telling all the volunteers when we have that first meeting is be punctual, uh, talk to your, your, your co-replacement, and uh, things should run really smoothly. Uh, what I haven't pushed yet hard for yet is like um, um, crew shifts and stuff like that, you know, the, the, the sub-leaders the sub and... and uh, 
I think those people will come out of the woodworks as we get closer to it, uh, and we will identify and obviously adjust as the as the weekend goes on. But I think we just have these manpower, you know, these these people in place and uh, lots of communication. So myself, I think I'm gonna be extremely active driving around, checking everybody. But I think um, I think a lot of these uh, uh, a lot of the people that are volunteering are ex volunteers from previous years as well. So there's gonna be a lot of knowledge there. So. Cool. And I don't know if you've touched on it, but you know, um, some of the greatest volunteers I saw last year were actually the kids themselves. Yes, actually, we've got quite a lot. I get a lot of kind of parents asking me, you know, is there an age limit? You know, is my, you know, is there? And I'm like, basically, um, you know, one of the biggest things when we look at a position and and uh, we we overfill that we oversubscribe as far as the numbers that we suspect we need in the position. So no one will ever be working alone uh, throughout this, uh, you know, throughout this journey. So, um, so that's pretty cool that we have that kind of capacity. But uh, you know, 150 people, and we still got a month to go. So it was really wicked. The guys, uh, the flight test put out a note last for last week, and over the weekend I had like 10 to 12 new. Uh, new uh, volunteers go in so I still have to put out another I'll put out an update later on this week and I will be attempting to put out a preliminary work list but it's a very fluid thing as I adjust uh, for people um, what we uh, what we realized was you know when we when we started updating these forms we started communicating it's like hey let me know if you've taken any of these build series so I can adjust accordingly so uh, so we can make sure that the volunteers. My biggest thing is if someone tells me they're only there for like a day or two and they want to volunteer, I'm not going to make them work for eight hours. I'm going to say, yeah, come, come in. You know, if you're interested in helping out, I'm not going to say no. But at the same time, I'm going to make sure that the, you know, the more important part of it is to fly and do the experience. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I want people to enjoy the event. So that's also our push for, you know, only two shifts. Now, if you want to do extra shifts, oh, I'm not going to say no either. <laughs> You know how many people I met last year volunteering? Oh my uh, God! That 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 was the gist of it. I mean, I I talked myself. I worked my feet silly. I I slung, you know, I slung hail, uh, you know, bales of uh, of uh, straw with Austin and the and the guys. I just had a wicked awesome time. And you know, and that and then even stemmed from the first year. You know, year one, we didn't know what we were doing. We were making this thing up as we went along. <laughs> making up as, and so. you know what? That, here's something that I want to say that. From a volunteer standpoint, and I learned this uh, from uh, running registration the first year, um, if there is a decision to be made, and it's not of you know monumental consequence, like it's not going to cost Flight Fest hundreds of thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars, as a vol- just make a decision based on your best, you know, your best uh, word you that I can't think of. Sense. Anyway, yeah, use your common sense, best judgment. You don't need to contact Austin. You certainly don't need to contact Austin for everything. You don't need to contact Andre for everything. In the end, if you do something that diffuses a situation that is getting a little tense or or there's somebody who needs a little bit of help, and you, you just make that situation calm and go away, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Speaking of the volunteers, Patrick, I'm going to go ahead and uh, highlight what you're currently wearing. Um, So Patrick is donning a bright orange shirt, 
And to my understanding, uh, the bright orange shirt is significant to the event because, well, that's everyone who is uh, volunteering. So in the event, and correct me if I'm wrong, if anyone is donning the orange shirt, feel free to go up to them and ask them any kind of questions, help, or if you need directions anywhere, I am sure anyone in an orange shirt is prepared to assist you. Yep, that's correct. Yep. yep. And, and I got to be honest, uh, the first year, uh, Flight Fest 2014, my favorite part about the whole thing was when I'm walking around in the orange volunteer shirt, I was meeting people constantly. And I don't, I, if you guys don't know me, I, I've got a little bit of an ADD issue. Um, <laughs> no. Like, being able to, like, every, almost every moment, take on a new question or almost, like, you can't walk 20 feet without somebody asking you something. And then to be able to go and do something and, and help those people out, it was such an amazing experience for me. That That was the best memory for me. Out of out of the first flight fest. Uh, let's get back to some of the other Q and A stuff, um, and also some other big events because I know we've been, I know Mike and I have been following up on the live chat, and I know we've been uh, <laughs> we've been getting some requests from people uh, <laughs> to mention a certain other event that is occurring at the uh, at flight fest this year. Yeah. Um. So before we get there, um, let's talk about you guys, Austin, um, at, and Josh, and. Uh, all the all the big big guys uh, that are flight test um, say someone yeah the the, literally the celebrity. the celebrity so if someone wants to come up to you and shake your hand you know is that okay like we we obviously want to respect your space um, as well but you know what what what's your kind of take on everyone who wants to kind of meet and greet with you guys. What's the best way of approaching you if no one has met you before? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, none of us are even uh, remotely celebrities, but um, <laughs> but if you want to come up and say hi and, and spend some time with us and chat with us, I mean, that's that's the o literally the only reason that we're there, you know, is to meet with people and to talk with people and to spend time with people. So, um, you know, if you're on the fence about you know, saying hi to, you know, Josh or to uh, Peter or to Alex or to myself or to, um, you know, anybody that's working, you know, in the store or is working in the registration tent or people that are just, you know, the flight test isn't just, you know, the couple of people that you see on the show regularly. Uh, flight test is, you know, uh, about 25 different people now that, you know, that make the company run and, and make it go. So, by all means, you know, approach approach any of those people, and you know, we're we're there to talk to you and to spend time with you. So, uh, so please, yeah, we uh, we'd be sad if you didn't. Hey, I'm okay, looking forward to seeing Max again. That's all I care about. All right? <laughs> there's there's, there's one other thing I want to warn people about. If you go up and say hi to Josh Bixler, be sure you're getting a hug. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a hug. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you um, go. You've been warned. So. Um. So obviously the flight the flight test folks are going to be there. A anybody else that is well known in the RC community or or uh from from flight fest and or flight test in some way will they anybody else be there? Yeah, like Corey Feldman or something. Yeah, Corey Feldman. <laughs> <is gonna be laughs> 
seriously doubt that, but he's more than welcome. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you'll recognize. I mean, you know, Flight Test is, um, you know, it's only its third year here, but it's, you know, it's becoming a, um, you know, a pretty well-known event in the RC community, which I don't think it was its first couple of years. Um, so, so yeah, you're going to see, you know, a lot of the. A lot of the well-known RC people that, you know, have YouTube channels or don't, uh, you know, Ed O'Bearn, who's looks great on our lines, you know, he's going to be doing a speaking series. He's going to be volunteering as well. Yep. Uh, yep. We're also going to have uh, uh, David Vindestall, who's a beloved, you know, former flight test host. Uh, we're going to have, um, I think, all of the Rotorack guys. Um, so if any of you that are familiar with uh, flight test sister company, Rotoriot, um, a lot of those fellows are going to be at the event and be available to chat with and fly with and all that fun stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of very well-known RC people there and all of your favorite sponsors and vendors that you may have seen at other events. So, so yeah, um, you know, we're excited that, you know, um, Flight Test or Flight Fest is becoming a more well-known event. Um, we definitely want to keep it to that, you know, close-knit family reunion feel, um, and that's gets harder to do every time you add a couple thousand people, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, think that, I think that we can do it. And Pat's going to be there, so, I mean, my flight fest is made. There you go, yeah. How could it not be? <laughs> Just wait until next year when Allison's there. She's going to run away uh. from you, Pat. <laughs> he is so in love with me, she can't even yeah, talk to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so changing the subject uh, once again, um, the um, let's uh, talk about um, is there anything? Uh, and I, I apologize if this is kind of putting you on the spot, Austin. Um, but is there any inside information that you would like to share with us regarding Flight Fest? Um, and and uh, for those of you who are listening. To this podcast uh, as well. Um, this podcast is actually going to be simul released uh, on both our channel and Flight Test. And Austin, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to do that. That is really yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. So if you guys are just listening to us for the first time, uh, hi. Um, but he, we want to be able to deliver some inside information to the podcast listeners. Uh, so Austin, is there anything? And, and Austin. <laughs> Austin, you can say you can say no as well. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> no, I'm definitely pre pre uh, prepared to not comment. But uh, no, no, I'm happy to uh, uh, divulge some some inside insider information if I can. Um, I think that most people will be excited to hear. However, I will preface that as that be probably one of the last questions I'm able to answer. I have a uh, two-year-old girl that's well past her bedtime. I need to I need to get to bed. So. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm happy to take another question or two. But um, but yeah, I, I think something that pe most people will be excited to know um, that um, is going to be fully announced at Flight Fest um, is that there's going to be a lot more Flight Fests in the future, um, and not just in Melbourne, Ohio, but um, you know uh, across the United States and actually around the world. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of Flight Fest launching um, in 2000. Uh, 17 and actually in 2016 as well. There's going to be more than one flight fest, so uh, I can't release a whole lot of more details than that. Um, but I think it's something that one thing that you know we hear is a little bit of disappointment. You know, people that are really excited that flight fest something that exists but feel like they can never get there. Um, and that's we understand that 
not everybody has the vacation time, not everybody has the you know the spare funds, not everybody has the plane ticket to get to Flight Fest, and so those are the people that we want to bring Flight Test to Flight Fest to. Um, and so, uh, so I think that there's a not so distant future where you'll see you know as many as a half a dozen Flight Fest events in any given year. Um, and I think that's something that's really exciting. Fantastic. That, that is so how's that for an inside scoop? That's that's pretty excellent. Um, do you guys have any other questions? So, I mean, I'm sure we could go on and on, but Austin, if you have to tend to your kids, man, good, good yeah, absolutely, please. Yeah, there was one more question that um, that was uh, sent to me ahead of time that I'd like to address, um, and that was kind of in regards to. Um, you know, one thing that's pretty important to people when they're going to, you know, a first-time event of any kind is kind of knowing the etiquette of being there um, and kind of what is ex expected of them. And that's something, quite frankly, that we've done a pretty poor job of in the past is, uh, is just really, you know, making etiquette clear and, and helping people understand that in a, in a friendly and accessible way. So um, one question I got was about... Um, was about flight lines and are we going to have flight line rules or there's going to be a for enforced etc. Um, and the answer is yes. In, a, in each flight line this year, we are going to have some rules posted. Um, and you know they're pretty basic rules. Um, it's going to be things like um, you know we highly encourage people to find a spotter. Um, you know to help keep an eye out for them so their own safety and for other people's safety while they're flying. Um, we're going to have something pretty neat this year, which is basically. Each flight line, we're going to have a you know kind of a shaded uh, picnic table that's basically a spotter hangout. Oh, so nice. if you're willing to be a spotter and you got some free time, you're not doing much, uh, go hang out at that picnic table and have some fun conversations while you're there. And if somebody you know is either at the event by themselves or just you know just didn't have their buddy with them at that moment, um, you know be able to just grab somebody from the spotter table. Nice. Um, nice. Very cool. Yeah, I think that'll be a, a fun little feature. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to be designating a little bit more heavily this year that spectators must remain behind the flight line. You know, the flight line is for people that have a transmitter in their hands and are going to be flying something, you know, in the next couple minutes or just finished. Um, you know, flying is only permitted in designated flight areas. Um, we're asking that people absolutely do not fly over campsites or spectator areas. That, um, and there really wasn't much of that in the past, but it's just something that, again, if the expectation isn't clear, then, you know, we can't really fault people for for, you know, breaking that rule. Oh, trust, um, trust was, me, last year... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please. No, I was just going to say, I mean, as these guys like to tease me about, especially Eddie Black, um, I got labeled as that guy because um, me and... Me and Asbjorn were, were in charge of the flight line, and it was literally I'd be walking down. I'm like, you can't do that. Please come back over here. <laughs> walking down and, please, sir, can you please bring your plane back on this side? Please, if you're not going to fly, please step behind it. You know what I mean? So I was always, Eddie was nonstop while I was there. I was, oh, hey, look, it's that guy. Everybody hates that guy. So, yeah, I, I know what no. you're talking about. Yeah, and, and hopefully, again, you know, that's an unfair uphill battle, you know, to ask a volunteer to, to fight. And so hopefully we can be, you know, clear with some, you know, some materials ahead of time and also be clear with, you know, some signs that are at each flight line. Just tell people understand kind of what's expected of them. And for a lot of people that are brand new, you know, what, also just what's typical. You know, a lot of people don't know what to expect and don't know what to do while they're there. Um, and so that's, you know, been a failure on our part in the past. And so... 
Um, that's something we hope to rectify this year. Um, so there's you know three or four other things you know that'll be on those, but you know those are kind of the main ones. Um, another thing that we're going to be we're going to be encouraging is you know is some more build tent safety. As you know, we've been really lucky in the past to not have any serious accidents. You know, we had a few small incidents you know over the years, but nothing really remarkable. And I think that's been phenomenal. We've been very lucky in that regard. Um, just having some some simple rules and some signs in place in the build tents, um, you know, that just kind of help make it a safe experience for everybody. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's that's going to be a big improvement this year. Austin, awesome. can I can I make a recommendation for something you really need to keep your eye out for this year? Yeah, um, sure. Um, in the past, uh, in the no-fly zone, there have been these renegade people flying radians. <laughs> like... Uh. I, I, they might be laughing at the moment. I'm just saying. Um, no, your narkin is out. <laughs> <laughs> you just might want to keep those guys in check. I'm just saying. Yeah, Thanks, well, uh, I'll pass that on to uh, my volunteer coordinator to make sure he has a patrol out for that. I think he's going to actually yeah. be wait, an wait, active wait. participant in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fox in the hen house. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Um, real quick, I, I just wanted to say, um, Austin, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us this evening. Um, we, we're going to stick around for a little bit longer and just um, take care of some uh, last-minute business between um, all of the hosts here, including Ben and Andre. Um, but thank you so very much for your time. And I know that Mike and Pat are about to echo the same thing. Um, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, we can't wait to uh, see you guys down there. Um, and uh, to all of those regular flight test podcast listeners, uh, we can't wait to meet you guys as well and uh, bring you on board to the flight test community podcast train. Yeah, guys, absolutely. Welcome everybody into the community. Oh, no, no doubt, no doubt about that. Well, I want to thank you guys for having me, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been great speaking with you guys, and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys in just a little under a month yep. here. Yep. yep. Thank you, Austin. Ready, and again, Austin, thanks so much for coming thank on. Thank you, sir. Very cool. much. Thank Appreciate you. it. So, thanks. We look forward to seeing you. Go take care of that daughter of yours, man. <laughs> All right. And happy you guys have Father's a great night. Day too, by the way. Yep. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Same to all you, Father. Yep, absolutely. Happy <laughs> thank Father's you. Day. Take care, Austin. Thanks, buddy. Take, take care, guys. Night. Good night. And so we wow, continue. So uh, again, guys uh, who are regularly listening to the Flight Test Community podcast, thank you so much for um, continuing to listen to the show. Uh, a lot of you probably turned off by now. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah. Austin's awesome. gone, everyone's out, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you if you would like to continue while we continue our little renegade show here, um, I think now would probably be a great opportunity to talk about some of the things specifically going on within the Flight Test Community podcast um, as well. Um, I know, Ben, uh, we want to bring up the gaggle, so that will be a topic. Yes. Um, Andre, uh, yep. let's jump back to you real quick. Um and let's just talk about um, some of the expectations for volunteers. Um, I know we kind of briefly touched on the timeliness of getting to your shifts on time. Um, it, have you guys got a procedure in place as to how the shift transitions are occurring? Um, what the expectation is of this, the, each individual position? Um, and 
also, I know this is a lot of questions at once, so I'll save my last question and write it down. Yeah, and, and how you hand over the nuclear launch codes and the keys. Oh, you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <one of> <laughs> wow, dead I'll, silence. I, wow. I'll keep the keys on me, I guess. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm expecting at least there's going to be a couple of procedures. So I'll run through a couple of things we're doing differently this year. So we are going to actually have a sign-in sheet. And this year, I'm going to actually be, we're going to have a, I'm going to have a master sheet in the, we're actually have a full dedicated volunteer tent with chairs and coolers for water and everything. But there's going to be a master sign-in sheet, and then each volunteer is going to get a check-in sheet. They're not going to want to lose this check-in sheet, but they're going to have to get my signature when, they, so when they're done their shift. So there's going to be a lot of people hunting me down. So is that code for bring a clipboard? Now. No, no, I learned that the hard way last year. I carried a clipboard. Man, it was uh, not even I'm going to have a clipboard this year because it's going to be, there's going to be, Thursday I think is going to be our first little operational test run to figure out how how we all gel and everything. But basically I'm looking for people to show up like 10, 15 minutes early. Get get in there, check in your shift, and then beam over to your various spots, particularly if you're dealing with parking and stuff because you've got to get across the field. Now we're going to have shuttles and so on and we'll have vehicles I'm going to have my own golf cart because I know I'm not going to run myself silly. But my, you know, my, my goal is for all these volunteers is, one, to have a good time. And that's why we said we're building up the positions for extra. So um, it, it's one of those things where I don't want anybody to – Pat, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. muted him. I didn't know what he was doing. Hold on. It's <laughs> 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 distracting. <laughs> yeah. so, Pat, you got to unmute yourself. I, I muted you. So it's uh, it's one of those things where I'm I'm really looking forward to people having a good time and and if you're new to the community I mean when I did it in 2014 no one knew who I was it was like and what's your what's your your form name I'm I'm Andre right and and we we had that build night guys remember the build night where we built the FT flyer the giant FT flyer I mean that that was the biggest thing to meet people and just have a goofy time that that was so awesome that that night that whole thing was unbelievable and that's that's just how we gelled as people because before that we were just all names on a form and um, so you asked about what my expectations of the people and I'm just looking for people to put in a solid effort and, and be smart be logical be be courteous and just continue on from there I mean it's just basically it is the flight test spirit and let me add this because I know last year was it was rough from a volunteer. <laughs> There's there is no two there are no two ways about it. Um, volunteers took a good bit of abuse. Uh, hopefully this year things will be a lot smoother. But but as a volunteer, just be cheerful. Just welcome people. Be happy to see them. Be welcoming. The the whole be welcoming part I think yeah. is is the biggest thing. I took Fred Provost. Uh, laid down a really good foundation for me when I, when I took over the role this year, and he had some really good notes about you know job descriptions. And I went there and I built them all through. And like the gatekeeper, my first thing off the gatekeepers is, hey, you know what? You're the first face that people see when they arrive. A lot of these people have been traveling, you know, nine, ten, twelve, sixteen hours, you know, across the ocean and everything. So they're a little bewildered. They're a little tired. So you're that first smile, you know, and uh, so hopefully we, uh, you know, we, 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 we 
first impression things, right? And then you know, there's the parking Absolutely. team, and and so on and so on and so on. So so I'm just I pray to goodness that I've done a good enough job to lay out these, you know, the crew staff and everything. And and I'm just asking for maximum flexibility because if we identify flaws and issues, I'm gonna come knocking on uh, and ask for a lot of help. I'm still missing. I still need my. Uh, my my general duties, my my maintenance crew, are, which are going to help me out with uh, things like refueling the generators and dealing with some of the uh, the, the garbage clearing uh, duties. So I'm still going to be actively uh, you know hunting down for volunteers and extra crews. I'm still missing a couple spots in parking and that, but that stuff I can fill in. And I know we'll get extra names and extra volunteers the day of because last year we had lots of parents coming up going, "Hey, my kids are flying. I've got nothing else to do. I'd love to come and help out." So it's like, well, here's a T-shirt. Can you handle parking? A registration for me. So this year we're, I want to say I'm at like the 80, 90 percent as far as staffing and putting people together. And uh, I know I put out that note on on face uh, on Facebook saying, "Wow, we just hit 140." I had to come back and actually request more T-shirts because we blew through our reserves at that number. So that is That's a phenomenal awesome. problem to have. Oh yeah. And all That's I want to do is. We worked hard last year. The volunteers worked hard because of environmental situations and just yeah. people getting tired and everything. So, I mean, myself, my Sunday shift was huge, but it had to be done because it is flight fest. And uh, so this year I'm really pushing, and I want the people to have a good time. I want you to make sure you get out flying. I don't want you to sit there and go, my goodness, I, I, I took my vacation time and I just worked. So if everything goes as planned, everything too two shifts and and it should be perfect so um, so yes I have job descriptions for everybody um, and my expectations are basically you know be be happy be be useful um, and be courteous and answer questions when you can if you're not you know direct them off to someone who can you know and there's enough of us with radio communications there's enough water and it's just and keep yourself hydrated pay attention to your conditions too especially the parking crews I I'm, I know I sound pro parking crew but that's what I wrapped up and did for the last two years and you know those boys work hard it's hot mm -hmm. it's a lot of ground pounding and everything bring good shoes <laughs> yeah. yeah so and not only that, but God bless that man's heart, but I don't want to see John Fury on his his gator or a side-by-side -side or whatever you want to call it, but, you know what I mean, doing garbage. and, and But, but I, you're going to do, do that because that's what he's going to do. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that it's, it's hard to say don't do this when that's – you know, he's got such a servant's heart, you know what I mean, to, to yeah. get out there and help people. But I, I just – I feel bad, you know what I mean. Um, when I see someone do it, it just makes me want to work that much harder. Uh, he, well, he's, exactly. he, he's pretty stoked, guys. I mean, when we were up there while I was flying over the main long weekend, uh, he, he was super stoked. He was so excited to see us and said, oh, come on out and chat. And he, he, he sat down on his on the swing set, and we had a great old chat, you know. And he was like, you want me to pull the plane out of the hangar so you guys have access? And like, John, no, 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 thank you. We just need a bit of, a bit of you know, a countertop and a power outlet and, you know, we'll keep out of your hair, you know. And this, you know. He is yeah. such a phenomenal guy. I mean, yeah, he's he the nicest guy. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, and everything so, he does, he wants to do. Oh, this is it. You know, he, he, we're, we're stoked. And, and the fact that, you know, the guys are, are able to, you know, they've made a serious contribution, a serious commitment to Fury Field and that space. So we know we've got a home to fly out of every July, you know, for this Flight Fest event. I mean, can you believe it? We're going into year three already. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? This is what is amazing me. 
or is amazing to me. After after look at year two compared to year three. Yeah. There has been so much growth in the information and knowledge base that is being offered to people. Uh, it, I mean, it's a it's a leap in light years this year. I think in, in terms of what's available to people. Yeah, I, you know what? I also too. I wish I had a chance. I wanted to ask Austin, but uh, I, we all felt it was important that he tend to his little girl. Absolutely. Yeah, right? But mm, the uh, my privilege to be able to work on the inside and see how hard they have, and, and the fact they've they they've crewed up. They've got a ton of people, a ton of people in the background working and investing in in Flight Fest as far as organization. So so Austin. You know, we'll tell you like year one. I think they started the whole thing in May, and then year two, we, you know, a little earlier. I mean, they engaged me over the winter and saying, "Look, you know, we need somebody. Are you willing to do it?" And about two weeks into the job or the the the, the role, that they came back and said, "We need you to do more because we've underscoped <laughs> the estimate." You know, and I chuckled. I said, "Okay," because. Initially, I was just supposed to be, I wasn't even supposed to be doing anything now. I was just supposed to come in and, and kind of help out on the ground. And no, 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 we need you to rev up and, and do this. So I'm having fun. It's pushing It's pushing me to a new level of, you know, just, I, I can't even find the word for it, but just, just organization and just preparing and everything. So... Like I said, uh, in, in in video production, they, they they use the terminology: the more work we do up front, the better the production goes. So you know, we're 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 working hard, and I know the work up before is going to start even being more consuming and everything. But the more I lay down ahead of time, the better we're going to be at the event. Now, mm-hmm. you know. and your uh, your boys, your James's Boy Scout troop is going to either love you or hate you because you're going to bring all those organizational skills over and. <laughs> I, I I have a horrible confession. They were they actually were supposed they have a camp the exact same weekend and when they found out I was unavailable they were not happy. <laughs> I'm still I made a commitment and I made a commitment a while ago and uh, I'm as much as I I love the whole uh, you know uh, Boy Scout or Cubs uh, Cub Scout leading um, this event means enough for me. Um, there's some serious back history. I mean, this is how I met the after-hour crews. I mean, we just goofed around initially, you know, sitting, you know, Twitter conversations back and forth. Yeah. And 2014 was it was a pretty hard summer for me. I was I was pretty banged up after my 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 car crash. Yeah. And you know, Chris was like, "You gotta come out. You gotta come out." And I was all hesitant, and then I committed. And from there, I mean, and then last year it was. You know, last year was basically the official announcement that I was part of the After Hours podcast, and it just—it's just ballooned. I mean, yeah. You know, and then to go down and, like I said, go down and talk to the guys face to face. You know, Austin and and Alex and Josh and all the whole crew, and just just be that much more entrenched in the community. It's just you know, it's rewarding. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I, I know uh, I know I'm speaking for Mike when I say this. Um, uh, we just absolutely have so much to be thankful for from from the friendships and relationships that we built through this flight test community, and that's why we're doing what we do. Uh, it, it's just it's so enriched our lives, and we want to give something back in whatever ridiculous way we can. 
exactly. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for most of you guys, so and, trust me. Yeah. And it's been pretty ridiculous, but we do love every minute mm-hmm. of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, well, that, that's because we're glutton for yeah, punishments, exactly. though. So <laughs> yeah, we 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 haven't begun yet, my friends. <laughs> joking aside, is the fact that none of these guys have actually met me in person and have let me come on board and do this gig. Um, it, I mean, it speaks volumes about the kind of guys that I'm sitting alongside here for this show. So, again, I know I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You guys are the greatest, and I love doing this with you guys every couple of weeks, and that we put a great show on for our community, and I cannot be more thankful for you guys. Well, same, Joel. I mean, th- people don't realize how much – I'm sure people don't realize how much Joel does. Uh, Joel does all the technical stuff. Yep. Um, he, he he's, uh, of course he's young, so he you know he he can. He has a lot of it. My boss would put it. I'm a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yep. but, um, well, your boss is not the only one that no. says that, Joel. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but uh, Mike and I. Uh, here's sleep, the thing. You know, Joel. Joel he, here's here's hours. my philosophy, and my my philosophy is this: is there's no single way to tackle a problem, and. You know, we, we or uh, our goal at the end of the day is to get the message out about RC, get the message out to our community, and to do it in the best way that we possibly can. And I got hooked on the idea of doing a podcast um, quite a while ago, before even Mike uh, was doing it. Um, I'm going to uh, publicly say it, but Nick Leshner and I, uh, Nerd Nick, were talking about the idea of doing a podcast back in the day. Uh, when I first got into this, uh, and I was itching to get on to do a live show uh, for a while, and as soon as Mike approached me, I was like, man, this is going to be so much fun, we're going to have a great time with this thing, Um, and it's kind of, again, as Andre was saying, you know, these things balloon and they skyrocket, and they become so impactful and so part of every day for us. Um, I talk to these guys every single day, Um, uh, you know, the hosts... Uh, have an inside chat that we all confer with to make sure that the shows go according to plan. Um, and we're, we're actively... Hey, 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 plan being uh, being an open statement. But, you know, the other side of it is, as well, we, we're also, you know, if it wasn't for Ben and Eddie uh, being in, involved in that chat, Build Nights would never have gotten off the ground. Um, build nights would never be part of the flight fest event that we're planning. Um, so it's not all thanks to the amazing community that we have, that we're all getting together. And, and as Austin put it, it, it looks and feels like a big family reunion. And we truly yes. mean every sense yeah. of the word when we say that I've never met right. any one of these guys in person, but the fact what well, Austin is actually, believe it or not, the only one I've met in person, but Still, at the same time, I know these guys so well, and I cannot wait to give them big old cub hugs as soon as I see them. I knew you, <laughs> I knew you guys knew that that was coming. Um, so, cub hugs and midget tossing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's two show names for anyone who is curious about uh, the, where those come from. Um, but, no, we're not doing midget tossing. I just got an IM from Patrick. Thanks, buddy. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? Never mind. I was responding uh, to Ben. Yeah. Were you? I don't think so. Yes, he, uh, yeah, he was. I was. <laughs> he was. I was. I was. All right. 
So I I gotta interrupt. I've got to talk about the Gothic gaggle because if I don't, Spawn's yeah. is gonna hunt me oh, down. Oh, that's right. you. Oh, that's <laughs> Joshua Orchard will. Yeah. So oh, no. I, I promised him I'd say it again. Um, I don't remember what hey, night hey, it hey, is. Guys, I have. I got. What is the Gothic gaggle? Yes. The oh, I'm yeah, I'm building up to it. I don't know what day it is on, but it's part of the Gotha Gaggle, and it's also partly he wanted me to talk about the World Guinness attempt. So, first off, the World Guinness attempt, uh, 2012, I believe, or no, 11. Uh, Joe Nall, 100 planes in the air. We are going to try to beat that. I believe it's going to be Saturday afternoon. Um, we are going to try to get over 100 planes in the air sustained, I believe, for one minute. One minute. Yep. If we can get more than 100 planes in one minute to stay aloft, we take the World Guinness record. And how awesome would that be to have that hanging at, at the flight test headquarters? And we can do that not, so easily. Oh, God, yeah. And, and, and not only that, but we take it away from Joe and all. That would be pretty yeah. big. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've even heard talk of some guys are like, man, they're going to try to do like the old flight test episode and operate two controls with their feet and one with each hand and try to keep, make sure we get all these in the air. So uh, We'll just use a bunch of APMs. Um, of uh, yeah. Austin. Um, uh, sorry, Andre on that one. <laughs> too many A's, guys. Rast too much of, too much Rast of this. Rasterize Rast actually said that it was Seth 2008. So oh, we need to steal this back, guys. That was the T28 flights, wasn't it? The big that was the big go war, the uh, points winning one or whatever. I, I think that was the one that uh, they did showing off Spectrum, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, the DSM T28. Yeah, yeah. That's that's 1 p.m. on Saturday. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll make sure I schedule all you guys for volunteer shifts. Yeah, I will address you later on that really? one, sir. But um, the other thing, the other thing, the Gotha Gaggle and the Dawn Patrol. I know we've talked about it. Pat just built a very lovely baby Baron for it for us <laughs> Which last he weekend. Which all over. Uh, <laughs> you know, she, not all over. It's just it's got character now. Okay. There's the blood uh, <laughs> right there. <laughs> So, but the Gotha Gaggle, a.k.a. the Dawn Patrol, guys, um, in case you guys haven't seen it, go on Joshua Orchard's Facebook. I know he has some pictures of it. It's beautiful. Um, he's already got this thing dialed in, flying. It is, I, I love that plane. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. So, well, for people that haven't seen it, it is a World War One Gotha bomber. Bomber. All, yeah, all made out of Dollar Tree foam and yep. covered, yeah, covered with the lozenge. Um. Oh, what is camo it? Pattern. Uh, camo pattern. Camo, camo thank pattern. You. God, I can spit that out. Yeah. And, so. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. No, I just rasterized. Just sent me a message too about it. Is he is still cranking out customized skins for people as fast as possible? Oh, you dude. I tell you what. We all need to chip in and buy that guy something. Mm. I mean, amen I to that. He's up to like forty-five or fifty planes. I, I'm not. I don't have the live chat up, so rasterize. Let us know how many planes you're up to now. But um, he's still taking requests. He's still, you know, trying to crank these out as fast as possible. 
and they're all absolutely awesome. Um, you guys just saw the one that Pat held 50 up. Plus. 50 yeah, plus. I was just going to say. Fantastic. So, you know, we're really, really trying to stress that we want to get it in as many as we can. And I know I can speak for myself, and this is probably one of the few times I'll – I'll be aligning with Joel, but get some more baby Please, Brits in the air. For the love of oh my God, we're gonna... Holy, if... <laughs> How if many Barons? We're not going to talk about Barons. I think it's like two to hey, one hey. right now. I think it's like ben, two to one. Ben, we're, what we're going to do is this. We're going to now say, Rasterize, Stephen, this is directly to you, buddy, because I know you're watching this live. Refuse anyone else who wants to build the Baron. <laughs> just accept yeah. Brits. This is coming from the little Brit, proved by Dan Sponholes, by the way. Only accept the plans for custom Brits. Okay? That's yep. that, that, custom that is Brits. Custom and, Brits. Uh, I think that could be a show topic name or show name. There, there, there is a uh, another person that's uh, chiming in, Mr. Dan Sponholes. Okay. He is Spons saying, Spons. Yeah, let me let me tell <laughs> Anyway, he's saying there's a really good chance that the Gotha participants just may be, and I mean this is a maybe, no promises, but they may be in a flight test Ooh. episode. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, they're cool. doing flight test episodes with everybody these days. Steven yeah. <laughs> just chimed in and said he thinks it's about 50-50 with about 25 barons and 25 Brits. I beg to differ. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it, it looked like a lot more. But, yeah, so there you go, Dan. There you go, Rast Steven, a.k.a. Rasterize. I made sure to plug it, so please uh, leave me um, alone. Also, Adam Drain, <laughs> I think that's Adam Drain, if I'm not mistaken. Adam Drain, with yeah, Adam Drain just piped oh, yeah, in yeah. on our live chat to say if you haven't already we highly encourage you to purchase goggles for the gotha gaggle and what we mean by that is mm -hmm. if you go on ebay or you go on to um uh amazon you can purchase what uh ben if you could bring up both mike and pat these yep. beautiful examples of these World War II uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not no, use no, beautiful with Patrick. I'm calling them beautiful. Right? I'm calling the aviator goggles wow. beautiful. The, <laughs> they're, 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 thanks, Pat. We needed to see that. Um, if you guys wouldn't mind, if you are up for it, they're like, what, eight bucks, guys, for the costume set? No. Yeah, like it's eight. not really expensive. Can't. So get yourself a pair yeah, of I, the um, the Aviator World War One style goggles. We will be wearing and, them uh, uh, for the gaggle. I have to publicly thank Ben Greenwalt for for my pair. Thank you, Ben. You're yeah, awesome, no problem, buddy. And and there's different styles. You don't have to go with this. I got with like uh, oh, I'm not even gonna comment <laughs> on that one. Pat. It's my Stevie Wonder impression. <laughs> Um, there's, there's, uh, here I am making little goggle symbols with my hands like I'm a kid. What the hell? Anyway. Oh, yeah, spaghetti <laughs> Anyway, there's, there's different, like, here, Joel, pull yours up. You got oh, your scenario? Oh, uh, my owner upstairs with the dog. Sorry. Go for it, Ben. Uh, okay. But anyway, no, I don't, I'm at work, uh, so I don't have mine. But there are different styles out there, guys. You don't have to go with the standard one if you want to be unique and different. Um, I actually, when I searched for mine, I put in steampunk goggles, and they yeah. got different yeah. stuff. No, anything of that nature, again, they're all costume. They're not designed to be used in uh, real flying situations. And, uh, well, 
actually, the lenses work really well um, for sun. And I have to say this, if you're someone who has money to spend, you can get yourself a pair of authentic mm-hmm. flying goggles from World War One or World War Two, and whatever nation you choose in those uh, those mm-hmm. conflicts. They're on eBay. Go That's check true. them out. They're actually they're actually pretty affordable. I was looking at a pair for myself uh, before my camper decided to start peeing. Um, <laughs> so, oh god. So anyway, but they're 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 pretty affordable. Um, depending on how rare and authentic you get, um, World War One's obviously more expensive, but um, World War Two goggles I was finding for thirty bucks, forty bucks. So. Perfect. That's Excellent. Cool. I just made a Stonehenge out of my used exacto blades. Squirrel, change the subject entirely. I got a quick one because I think we're gonna start wrapping up here pretty quick. Yeah. Andre, is there anything else that you want to discuss? Uh, well, Joel, there was that one other question. I don't know if you got to it. Otherwise, for me, um. Most of the volunteers look like they're going to be arriving on Wednesday and Thursday, so that'll be pretty good. We are kind of planning, I know last year we had our little uh, volunteer group, which was kind of nice for our tenting. We're going to try and figure something out. I just don't have a definite answer because I look at the flight lines and go, where do we want to park? But um, as Near we... a shower, that's all I care about. Yeah, yeah. Away I wish I had parties. Yeah, away from portable yeah. as well. I mean, yeah, our spot was pretty good last year, except for someone who flew into my car in my yeah. tent. I don't know who that was. <laughs> that might be me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, no, otherwise, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm super excited about the numbers that are coming in, I'm and I'm looking forward to our, our very first, uh, you know, volunteer meeting, which will be, uh, I think we're having them every day because that will allow us to fine-tune and everything. So, um, yeah, I... Yeah, it's you know we got a month less than a month to go, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fast and furious at this point. So. Um, I don't even have the website up. It's literally like three weeks, five days, yeah. and some odd hours. That's yeah. Um, just real quick before we do final wrap ups, um, does anyone have a piece of advice or something that they recommend they want to share to the community before? Um, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be our last show before Flight Fest. Uh, Mike, I, I know you and I both want to speak on what kind of things you and I and Patrick are going to be doing at the event um, just coming up towards the end here. Um, any advice that any of us want to share? We'll start with Andre. Any advice, sir? Um, bring less planes than you think. <laughs> Don't ask. I told you, Joe. I told you. Frantically <laughs> shaking my Let's, head. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. Every year I bring a whole whack of them, and then I go. I didn't fly the flight. And watch the heat in the cars. Um, I warped a set of wings from my EFX racer and did damage to a couple of the other planes. So pay attention to that. Uh, I'm actually yep. going to bring in a, a second set of you know the reflective stuff you put on the front windshield. Well, I'm going to put a set on the back windshield of the car as well, because I was keeping my car all sealed up because there were there were threats against my FD racer at the time. <laughs> if you were in that plane, it's getting um, singed. No, it's it's okay. not. It's 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 not coming down with me. Um, but you know. The way I look at all my airplanes, bring something that lands well on the ground, so whether you've got really big wheels or it's a belly lander, 
definitely bring something that's got lights and then definitely bring a radiant. <laughs> yeah. As we said, Fox in the chicken house, for sure. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's um, my advice. Hey, oh, and, and if you if if uh, if anything I learned from my last trip, I'm bringing a spare receipt, a transmitter right, with me. Good, good call. <laughs> ben, anything? Um, for me, I, I will go the other aspect again. I, I know I keep harping on it, but I, I always think about the safety aspect. So please, please, please keep hydrated. If you don't feel well, stop what you're doing. Get to some shade. Hydrate yourself, you know, and, and, and let somebody know. And if you're volunteering, I mean, Andre will immediately have somebody come in and replace them so we can get to them to shade. I think that's the, the game plan, yeah. right? Yes. So, yeah. um... If you're volunteering, don't it, it, don't feel bad if you're not feeling well. Please don't don't push yourself to the point where you're sick. Uh, we've got enough people. You you'll be covered, and we'd rather have you having a good time and feeling well. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah. that's my that's my number one thing. Is is I I just it's who I am, guys. I mean, I always think about the safety side of it. Um, and then number two. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Well, just if you start feeling bad, let somebody know immediately. Mm -hmm. Don't go, oh, I'll be all right. Let somebody know. Yep. Because allow me to divulge. From a paramedic side, the minute you start feeling bad, you're already gone. You're already done. Um, You know what I mean? So the minute you start feeling bad, don't think, well, I'll just drink a bunch of water and I'll I'll be fine and everything else. Listen to me. I, I take so many people in during the summer from yeah. public events for that exact reason. And yeah. so, Ben, the first thing we're going to do when we have our very first flat, uh, volunteer meeting, and actually, you know what? You should give the same spiel during the flight pilots meeting as well. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Help. I mean, I have no problem. Um, and Ryan both will should we do that. Yep, yep. 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 I, exactly. Uh, I have something like 2,000 bottles of water spec'd out for the volunteers. That should be awesome. and, and six cooler. And That's six colors. Uh, yeah, that should should. Well, I figure 500 bottles a day should. If we go through that, that's pretty good, and we always can get more. But I've got water, I've got snacks, I've got uh, sugar drinks and stuff like that. And there's going to be like a whack of coolers in the volunteer tent. Uh, some at the various other locations, and I'm going to have a cooler on my my golf cart with me as well. So, okay. you know. um, the the other thing, and I learned this from personal experience last year, is what, however you're coming out to to Flight Fest, and if you're staying on property, make yourself comfortable, and more importantly, make your families comfortable, guys. Because if they're miserable, you're miserable. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think me and Mike can really attest to that, right, Mike? <laughs> I will just say. On that same note, take care of your family first. Exactly. Make sure they're happy. Yep. They have to be happy first. They're allowing you guys to come out and do this stuff. I mean, you know, for most of them, I, I speak for my wife. She she tries to fly because I want her to fly. She doesn't do it because she gets any kind of enjoyment out of her. So if they're not happy, you're not happy. So um, whatever you're doing camping-wise, you know, make sure you're comfortable at night. Make sure your family's comfortable and taken care of, and and go from there and have a great time. I mean, I, I this is my highlight for the year. So, yeah. And here's here's the secret for everyone. 
for the the wives i'm just going to put this out there for the wives that does not like flying send them to vegas that's for mine <laughs> <laughs> uh patrick any words of wisdom to share i i have no wisdom but i do want to say this um i cannot believe that Fred Provost is not going to be at flight. I'm going to see what I can do to We're steal We're all him. I'm going to try. No promises. Good it, luck. Really, somebody needs to abduct him. Uh, uh, literally. Uh, my heart is broken. Yeah. I miss you, Fred. Yeah. You make we me miss cry. you, Fred. Yeah, absolutely. Mikey, you got anything? Um, the only thing I can say is, is come out with a great attitude and look to make friends. This thing, I'm telling you, I've got the best friends I've ever had in my life because of this community. And I will not, I, I can't, I can't even stress it enough. I mean, meet people, say hi. If you don't know them, go up, meet them. I'm telling yeah. you, the people in yeah. this community are just incredible. They're all a bunch oh, of nerds yeah. like you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Which you know what though, I, I to caveat that, what did Dan Cruz say at the last podcast? If you don't come out and meet friends and talk to people and have a great time, you might as well stay home at your home field because yep. yeah, you will be engaged until your yes. voice is gone. Yes. gone. We may not have the show for a couple of weeks after, or it will be follow up from Flight Fest because we're all gonna have no voices by the end of the thing. Someone, it'll be, it'll be a oh, lot yeah, to process sure. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, you heard the podcast last year, the live podcast. People are like, "Who's talking?" And it was me, but my voice had gone from from so much work that day, you know, and talking to everybody and just greeting, meeting, and greeting. So, yeah. Well, there there will be interviews there because I did buy myself a digital voice recorder. Ah, there you go, I brother. Just and we've got a couple more that. We're going to absolutely be interviewing people and get trying to get them on our podcast as well. And we want those people. We want to hear, you know, what your stories are while you're there, why you're there, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be fun, guys. I can't wait. I'm so yep. excited. Uh, yep. And, and we are trying to work on getting the build nights, the two build nights at Flight Fest. We're going to try to get them live. I will make sure. Don't know if it's going to work make out. make sure they are made live. But... Yeah, we're going to get them live, even if it's just with somebody's phone taped to a stick. Okay. I'm going to make sure it happens, guys. Sure. I really wanted to be live, and uh, uh, again, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Ben. We've got to make sure that they're live because for people who aren't at Flight Fest, we want you to be a part of it too, and we want you to feel like you are a part of the the, the biggest scope of this thing. Can, can we do uh, something similar to Periscope and just do snippets yeah, throughout? Yeah, I don't see why not. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, that on top of everything else. Well, I was already planning on it. I was going to take it and have a, a Facebook group or something like that, a Google chat or something, and let people throw it out there so that way if they couldn't, they can ask questions or, or just give shout-outs or whatever. Andre, you look like you were about to say something, buddy. No, I know they're going to be bringing in, I don't know what provider it is, uh, but I know they're bringing in extra cell service, and I know when we were down there, uh, Chris Swain and Mike Wall all were commenting that they were getting much stronger cell single than in previous times, so there probably has been some upgrades in that area. Do they have AT&T? Uh, I was on AT&T with, yeah, with my iPhone, Good. so yeah, it was there. So you had service? I had service, yes, sir. 
Yes. Like solid service? I, I never call anybody, but I looked at my phone and I had bars, so you know. <laughs> yeah, we got you know, I would I would love to have a data plan while I was down there to have fun with that and take some photos and do some yeah. social media, but I think I'm just gonna let the after hour guys deal with that. So Oh Andre, all you gotta do is come hit me up, man. I'll throw you on, I'll throw my hotspot yeah. on and you can you can uh, I think whatever you want. Yeah, well, I think I think there's going to be lots of potential for for a lot of because that was last year's complaint. The first year they did a live stream, which a lot of people watched. I had people, you know, going. I had emails saying, "Hey, I saw you." Uh, and then last year they didn't do as much. So I think this year is going to be the year of Periscope and social and, and Facebook Live and everything, you know. So and then we just need to get a bunch of phantoms in the air. We got to put some live streaming off some airplanes. You know, actually, I told them when they do the balloon launch, they should have a downlink so we can, you know, so everybody can watch Sounds the balloon from like way up. In As the nice uh, Mike balloon. shows off the Phantom Three, I'm trying to convince my boss if I can bring the uh, hotel's uh, Phantom up, but I don't think I don't think you I'm know, that one. You know, <laughs> you know, let's err on the side of caution there, my friend. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. That's a losing fight. Um, anyway, uh, I, I do want to echo my uh, advice as a noob. Um, number one, don't be afraid to ask stupid questions because likely it's not a stupid question and someone in that tent is going to have the answer that you're looking for. Um, number two, mm -hmm. find people who have a similar interest. If you're active on a project, likelihood is someone's interested in either doing a project very similar to it and or wants to jump in and help you Darth. to do whatever they Darth. can. Hello, Hello, Darth. <laughs> Back again, take two. Yeah. Um, it's still recording I, on my end, so I'm gonna continue on my last, my one, my last point here. Um, the flight fest is all about community. It's all about the people who are going. Don't be afraid to go up to people, shake their hand, kiss babies, do all that good stuff. Um, just be an active participant. Well, careful, careful. Yeah, no. Be an active participant. It never, never turn down a question because, again, we want to make sure that it's continuing that family atmosphere. Um, always be an open book and uh, don't be afraid to share because, of course, we're going to have the voice recorders, as Mike said. And is it really that bad, guys? <laughs> I'm getting some looks. <laughs> Uh, Luke, I am your father. Is that what you were trying to say, Ben? <laughs> so, at another point, you will crash, Joel. All right, two years running now. I've had two major crashes at Flight Fest. Two spectacular crashes. So, you know, whatever plane you love the most, it's going to go in hard. Ah, someone else continue because I can't speak until this thing's done. I think on that note, we actually ought to go ahead and wrap yeah. it up. I mean, we're we're Two. right at uh, ten o'clock mm. on Eastern time, yep. so we we need to do it. Um, I saw the charge batteries. Hmm. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for coming Hi. on, bud. Thank you for also being the new volunteer coordinator. Thank you you're so not, much. Yeah, you, you're not for Ed, but you'll do. Ben, was it you that said you were going to print off that awesome t-shirt? What? I'm sorry. 
Someone said they were going to print off an awesome T-shirt for me. Uh, uh, it wasn't me, but I can uh, print no. something if you want. Oh, someone was maybe it was I don't know who it was in the last podcast, but someone was uh, someone was laughing during the build night was was talking about. I don't know. It was some awesome teacher. Anyhow, yes, thank you guys. Uh, I wouldn't have done it, uh, like I said, when I was asked. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, you know, if they wouldn't have asked me unless it was a requirement, basically. And uh, yeah, play test and play fest have brought a lot of special things into my life. So, uh, <laughs> look around, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's just a little bit of organizational work and everything. So, we're, and the rest of it will just be us figuring it out and making it better every year. So, as long as it's better than last year, we're doing good, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Ben, yes, sir. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the stuff that you and Eddie have done. Um, I, I can't thank you enough, brother. And you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's going to be fantastic, man. I can't wait to get up there. Oh, I'm going to see you Sunday, by the way. Sunday, so, buddy. Hi, the peach. We're going to have some dinner. It's going to be great. So yeah, get yeah, to meet the family. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Joel, hopefully Darth check, Vader's gone. Mike, check. I do want to say two. thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, okay. Yeah, continue. Sorry, Mike. So. Thank you for all that you do, bud. I appreciate it. I know sometimes we don't say it, you know, to Pat and you and, and, and enough, but I do want to say thank you guys because without you guys, the dream that I had of having this show happen would not have happened. So, Joel, thank you. And Pat, of course, you're my brother. I mean, we might as well, you know, be real brothers, blood and everything because, Jesus Christ, we're the same guy, I think. <laughs> Well, I know, but but from your stories of your dad that you told me, he he scares the hell out of me. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell you something. He scared the hell out of me too. <laughs> but I just I just want to say, and everybody that's listening right now, and that did come in and listen, and that have not listened to us before, come check us out, man. We're just having fun, trying to have a good time, bring more people into the hobby. And, and show what this community is really about. So. Right, and, and for the love, please, now that we have this chat going, please jump in and talk to us. We, we want to re represent the community, not just us. Uh, yeah. We want everyone to come in and have a voice and have a good time. That That's why we're doing and this. And speaking of the yeah. uh, chat that Pat is talking about, you guys can now find us officially on our live website. So basically what it is is we have our YouTube stream as normal and then right below that next to our Facebook little tab where you can like us uh, and follow what we're doing, you can find a little chat window and then that chat window you can live chat along with the guest hosts and the hosts who are following along, ask questions, communicate with each other, um, as Adam and uh, Spawns and Ryan and whoever else is uh, chiming away in that chat is doing right now. It's a pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Josh Finn, Asbjorn. Just everyone else who has either been in the chat or joined us tonight, thank you. You guys can find us. Um, we are looking to get a brand new URL and we will share that as soon as it comes out. We'll let the flight test guys know what that is. Right now, the temporary URL is my name, Joel Cannon, all one word, J-O-E-L-C-A-N-N-O-N, -N -N, 
dot wix w-i-x dot com forward slash ft community podcast you can find us on that site you can find us in the podcast section of the flight test website where we are now posting all of our show notes as well as the show notes from this show will be there uh, including all the questions and all of the highlights from the show um, again Thank you so much, Andre and Ben, for joining us. And, of course, Austin, who I know is probably re-listening through the show. Austin, thank you so much for being a guest host with us. We cannot wait to see you again. Mike, do you want to send us out, buddy? Um, yeah, sure. Guys, again, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. This is episode 13, all about Flight Fest 2016. Thanks for listening, and have a great, great night, day. And for all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. Day. Thanks, guys. See you in a month, guys.